Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We are gonna be soloing it for quite a while. Yay. <laughs> Yikes. Um, our dear friends Danielle and William. We're going to be featuring on a few episodes over this next month. We had scheduled Danielle for today, um, but unfortunately, um, their son, no, it had nothing to do with their son. I'm sorry. Their son is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, William's dad uh, is in the ICU, and so I don't want to give a bunch of details away, but just keep them in your thoughts and your prayers and um we just wanted to try and alleviate them and take something off of their plate uh, because they're just dealing with some family health things right now. So um, in addition to the already scheduled episodes that we had with just Llewellyn and myself, we're going to add in a couple more until we get back to our regularly scheduled guest friends. Um, so yeah, you're going to spend a month, the month of July. It's like summer break, but not for us, for our guests. Right, right. Yeah. They get Yay. a break. We, you get us the whole month. You get us. <laughs> yes. Only us. Um, yes. Count yourselves blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, Llewellyn, life update. It is oh, July 1st. Lay it on us. July 1st. Ah, uh, yes. How, we am, are halfway through the year. Can you believe that? We are. First of all. How? 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 Um, yeah, I am now a Florida resident, guys. Woo-woo! Pew, 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 I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't live in Michigan anymore. Great. Um, <laughs> you moved to really hot weather. <laughs> yeah, really I moved out weather. of currently really hot weather to even hotter weather. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I don't have a ton of updates. I mean, moving to Florida is a pretty big deal. Um, but I got to visit Leanne for a minute on my drive down. Yes. So that was fun. Um, but that's no, one this the, month, that's one of the perks of Nashville is. being right kind of in the central part of america it's like if you're going anywhere you can pretty much cut through nashville (laughs) this is true this is very true so that was a bonus but otherwise life updates life is getting busy soon my brother is getting married this fall um and this month yeah this month starts like all the festivities so this month i'm flying out to philly to um, attend the bridal shower for my new sister-in-law um, to be. So that starts this month, and then in a couple months, we got bachelorette party, all the things, and then the wedding. So, yeah, I nice. would like to say that I'm slowing down, but I'm actually just ramping up, which is good. <laughs> wow, that's super fun, man! I feel like because of COVID, I haven't really heard of a lot of like weddings happening like i haven't been invited to a wedding in forever it's kind of nice yeah they were (laughs) they were supposed to get married last year but because of covid they decided they thought about just doing the whole like well we'll get married with our closest people here and then like live stream it but they really didn't like that idea because they wanted to have like everybody with them so they actually when they booked their venue um, earlier this year they told them like there's a covid Mm -hmm. restriction you can only have like this many guests or whatever. And they're like, well, we have over 200 people and we're planning on them all being here. So yeah, that's going to happen. And since then, obviously, you know, things are opening back up. So they're good now, but they weren't sure at the beginning of the year. Dang. That's so many people. Yeah. We have a large family and she's got a pretty big family. So they're all converging together. Dang. Our Midwest family with her New Jersey family. <laughs> Dang, it's about to be wild. <laughs> yeah. What about awesome. you? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, recently you guys heard me say that I was literally waiting on a call 
um, to see if I got the job or not. Drum roll, please. I got the job. (laughs) So I got a new job. I moved into my new place. My grandma passed away, so I went to her funeral. There's a lot that's been happening, but I got moved in a week before my new job started, which was awesome, which meant that I could spend the time getting some things in place so that when Llewellyn did come to visit, um, she didn't come to a place that had boxes everywhere, which was very nice and yes, yes, yes. felt less like smothering. Um, I finally got to use my king size mattress that I bought forever ago that I told you guys about <laughs> in one of our earlier episodes. <laughs> and it is amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, so moved in, started my new job. Um, been just under a month I haven't quite hit the month mark yet but it's very close um which is great so just um they have a very strategic onboarding plan which is great I'm loving not having any leadership responsibilities I'm so glad to have like a step back from that and it's been good good culture healthy work environment um fun to get to know the people I work with but there's also a thousand people that currently work for this company so there's a lot of people to get to know which is great I've never worked with a company that large uh so it's really fun to see a bunch of faces that you don't recognize that you all work together which is just crazy so yeah all is well um all right well in order to keep this as concise as possible (laughs) because you're going to be hearing a lot of Llewellyn myself hit us up with the episode recap. Yes. So I think we've mentioned this before, but just in trying to keep things fresh and new and to give you guys more content, because we love to give you guys more content, we decided Mm -hmm. that we were going to start mentioning who each episode was written and directed by, um, as well as the original air date. So this week is the first time that we are going to mention that so just disclaimer some of the names are a little hard to pronounce and i will more than likely butcher them so i apologize in advance should any of those people listen to this or if you know a name and i completely butcher it i apologize so there's my blanket apology for the rest of the statement (laughs) yeah totally all right so with that in mind we this week we watched Season 3, Episode 8, titled The One with the Giant Poking Device. This episode was written by Adam Chase, and it was directed by Gail Mancuso, and the original air date was 11-14-1996. When Phoebe believes she's killed the ugly naked guy across the street from Rachel and Monica, Joey constructs a long poking device. Meanwhile, Chandler confronts Janice. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like this is the outside of the, um, some of the, um, oh gosh, uh, season finales. I feel like this was one episode where they actually had somewhat of a cliffhanger, which is really unique for shows like Friends, sitcom type, like, shows. I feel like it's always the drama ones or, you know, the ones that want you coming back week after week where they don't really have a concise wrap up. They're kind of leaving you hanging. That makes you want to start that next episode, especially when you're binging. Um, But yeah, they uh, yeah, they left us kind of on a cliffhanger. So we're going to talk about that a lot. So we are in the soft open and. Rachel has made brownies and she offers it to the group at the table. Uh, They all take it. And then Phoebe takes a bite and practically what, like spits it out or makes a really evil face. Like, yeah, like like it made it look like they weren't good. Yeah. It was like a squinty face or like a, or whatever. So the guys immediately like, no, I think I'm good. Thanks though. You know, put him back on the plate. (laughs) They stop reaching for it. But then she reveals it's just her tooth. So the guys are like, oh, okay. So they take the brownie or the, sorry, yeah, brownie. And 
we come to find out that Phoebe has a toothache, but she can't see her dentist because people die. Um, Every time she goes. And Rachel's like, doesn't she? Rachel's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I think it's so funny in this episode. I think, um, gosh, I watched it like a little bit ago, which is tough because it's not as fresh. Um, but the way she goes, like, what, Phoebe? Like, the way that she asks the follow-up is just, I don't know, really funny. Um, but Phoebe said, no, this is actually a really serious thing. She's like, you floss to, like, you know, clean your teeth. I floss to save lives. I just don't go to my dentist. So it begs the question, Llewellyn, do you floss? Yes, I do. Every how, day. How did I know that? Now, is it multiple times per day, once per day, three times a day, only when you're um, in the car? <laughs> no, it's typically once per day unless I eat something. Okay, unless I eat popcorn, then it's twice. Um, but typically once a day, every night. Okay. Good for you. I want to floss, but I struggle with the consistency So on average, I probably floss, I don't know, a handful of times in a year's period. (laughs) It's terrible. I remember remember as a kid, um, maybe not a kid, but like a teenager, when they started making you fill out those like forms every time you'd go to the dentist. (laughs) Um, And it'd always say like, how often do you floss? And I remember I would always put some like ridiculous answer, like three to four (laughs) times a day. I'm like, nobody flosses three to four times a day. Why would you put that? Like, he knows you're lying. They for but. sure laughed at you in the background. They were like, oh, for sure. This doctor was like, no, no. Or this dentist was like, no, she does not. She does not floss this much. <laughs> I think at the time, like, I wasn't flossing at all. Like, I only started. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> I only, <laughs> I was a kid. I only started flossing regularly about three years ago. Okay. And it, it took me forever to, like, make it a habit. Okay. And once I, like, like I, I challenged myself to do it every day for a month. I was like, all right, do this every day for a month. And I think I rewarded myself with something. I don't remember what it was. Um, caramel? No, <laughs> no I don't eat caramel because it tears people's teeth up. Um, uh. But I rewarded myself with something. And then after you do it for a month, you're like, it just becomes a habit. Yep. There have been days where I forget to do it and I get in bed and I'm like, my teeth don't feel clean. I need to go oh, floss them. <laughs> and I get okay. up and floss. So it it's just so, it's just like another, like, I brush my teeth every day, so I must floss my teeth. It's just gotten to be a habit. Got it. Good for you. Good for you. All right. In the main part of the episode, we start off in the cafe and Ross, isn't Ross asking Gunther for something and Gunther's like, like, you don't already have everything. Yeah. He asked him, he's like, can I get a napkin? And he's like, like, you don't have enough already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gunther. Uh, like Gunther's secret obsession with Rachel is so funny and his obvious disdain for Ross and yeah. Ross has no clue as to why. Um, is just pure gold. So now Rachel wants Phoebe to go to the dentist, but Phoebe is very clear that, okay, fine. But you know, the next death, it could be you. And Rachel's just sort of resigns to the fact like, yeah, okay, Phoebe, sure. I'm okay. I'm not going to blame you. Phoebe mentions, you know, don't come back and like haunt me. Uh, because I, I'm the one that killed you. She's like, but right. don't feel like you can't like s- stop by and like hang out. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, totally Phoebe to say. Uh, Joey pops in and he's like, is Chandler here? And everyone, like the fact that he has to ask, is just kind of this gag of like, n- no, no, he isn't. Like take one second to look around and you'll clearly see he's not with us. Uh, and then Monica ends up being the one to reveal Joey's surprise. And really the group is like debating on what to tell Chandler. Now, who was on the opposing side of telling him and who was on the pro side? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember. I think... 
It's like, this is what happens when you watch the episode, like, two days ago. It's only been, like, two days. <laughs> I know. It's not even been a full week. Um, I, I want to say, because I think Phoebe walked out by this point. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. But what I did find interesting is that they yeah. come running in, and I guess I didn't, I'd never realized this before, but this moment was, like, it comes right off the last episode. Like, they rush in, and they're like, guys, we were just at Mattress King, and you won't believe what happened. And it's like, oh, mm. like, a day hasn't even gone by. It's literally the same day. Yeah. Which I found interesting, but I don't know. I, I can't answer your question because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. No, that is interesting because we do get very few episodes. Like like I said, very few episodes where besides the season finale where you're actually getting like the very next result of what they were just talking about, which yeah. um, which is which is just interesting that they would choose this topic um, to roll it from, you know, one episode to another. But we pop over the hallway, or we go upstairs um, into the girls' apartment, and ugly naked guy is on a hammock, and they're making comments about essentially his fat like seeping between the ropes of the hammock. <laughs> now there are some people who have hammocks that are pure cloth from you know top to bottom, side to side. But we, back in the day, my family had the kind that was the white rope where it, you know, diamond patterned from one side to another. Did your family ever have have a hammock in the backyard or front yard or anything like that? No, we had a front porch swing, not a hammock. Okay, got it. Uh, it just, like, gave me the visuals of, like, I could visualize his fat, like, seeping through all the diamond patterns. But those ones, those ones drive me nuts because they're not comfortable. Well, and, like, because, like, when you try and move, you've got to angle your feet to give you the, like, momentum or the angle to push against one of the diamonds because, like, you have to be able to use the rope being pulled in the opposite direction to like move your body one way and like you're you're half falling through they're just so interesting and then you can like i mean it's just really easy to kind of swirl around and spin down and ours was on a stand we never had it you know looped between two trees or anything so Mm. there were times where you'd fall you know, fall down and there's this big metal stand right underneath you. Yeah, that's you the worst. Go crashing down on. And I'm wondering, like, the fact that he had the hammock inside his apartment is strange as well. Yeah. It makes me wonder, did he not have a bed? That hammock was really close to his window. It's just like a very strange thing for him to have, I guess, in the apartment. Yeah, I thought. Ugly naked guy, though. It's probably his version of a bed. Yeah, maybe maybe he needed more airflow underneath maybe, him. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he when they did poke him, the window was open and he was shirtless. So maybe he was just really hot. It could be. Maybe. So Phoebe is going to the dentist. She decides. And as she's walking out the door of the girl's apartment, she is trying to say her final goodbyes. Yeah. Um, this is... A, a like farewell and adieu to them because she does not know if she's going to come back to all of them alive. And her, her acting in the scene is really good. She's just like breaks down or tries to like hold back the fact that she's about to break down crying as she like, you know, shuffles out the door. Now Ross needs to go to work because someone messed up the display And he asks Monica to watch Ben. So this is a storyline introduction. And Rachel is sort of responding with a, you know, hello, I I can watch him too. You didn't even ask me. And Monica's in the background mouthing like, I'll be here the whole time. And that gives her, you know, that gives her the sort of, that gives Ross the sort of confidence to be able to leave Ben in Rachel's hands and, but the the one yeah. thing Ross said before that, like when Rachel said, like, oh, but like, what about me? I'm your girlfriend. And his response yeah. was, 
Yeah, well, I asked Monica because I know how empty her life is, and I thought she would might want to watch Ben. <laughs> it's just like his like quick like line to like jab at his sister, but also like make sure Rachel isn't watching his son. It was just hilarious. Yeah, it's like he's it's like he's scheming with Monica on the on the back end, and then yeah. but he's scheming with like. Rachel, I don't know. It's just really funny how they have this weird, like, three-way dynamic going, but it's all because he doesn't want to leave Ben alone with Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, you're seriously considering dating this person and you don't trust her <laughs> with, with your kids. child. Yeah. Yikes. Now, Joey asks a very non-scientific question. <laughs> He's like, you know, talks about homo sapiens is the reason that they became extinct because they're homo sapiens. And Ross is dumbfounded by his question and gives him a, you know, no, homo sapiens are people. And Joey's like, hey, hey, I'm not judging anybody. (laughs) Like... (laughs) He doesn't get this idea that homo sapiens simply means human being. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was kind of the pinnacle of Joey's humor, I think. I thought that moment was really funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's hilariously now, dumb. Yes, exactly. And which is funny because his logic is like considering that Joey doesn't know what homo sapien means based on having none of that context like it sounds i mean i could see how someone like joey his character would be confused because homo is right in the name right so the idea that he was like it's actually a really logical thought if it was not so inaccurate yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah um, okay, so we kind of fast forward through the evening. We're still in the girls' apartment, and Monica, they're essentially having fun with Ben. They're trying to get him to be all engaged and, and excited. And again, this is one of the, this is the iteration of Ben, the actor that plays him. I think he's so cute. He's very, like, quiet and just so chill and just observant and he just sits there. He's so cute. He's no fuss. He focuses on the actors. He's not like looking at the cameramen. I think he's adorable. And they're trying to like, hey, get him to laugh and have fun. And Monica bumps Ben's head on the post. Now they decide not to tell Ross, but there is a huge bump. And what is Monica's suggestion, Llewellyn? <laughs> um... Push it in. Just push it in. <laughs> and Rachel, what I what I that... find hilarious about this whole scene is how calm and collected Rachel is. And just like, Monica, yes. that is the dumbest thing you could think of. And Monica is so frazzled and like, I don't know what I'm going to do. What do I do? Oh, my gosh. Just put a hat on him. Just put a hat. And it's just, it's hilarious. Like, their personalities, like, completely flip for this whole scene. Now, tell me if you'd agree with me on this. I would think, based on the characteristics of both of those characters, that of anybody to recommend something so ridiculous with kids to say, push it in, like push the bump back into his head. I could see Rachel saying that line and it lining up perfectly with her character. Oh, yeah. Whereas with Monica... I would say that she's usually the one that's more together. She would have the first aid kit out. Like there's something about this scene that they're trying to make the focus so that Rachel's not the one that gets in trouble. Like we're going to see at the end how Ross kind of underhands and second guesses her when in fact she's not the one that did it. They get into kind of like a little bit of like a quick tiff on it. But besides that, that being the point that they're making, I'm actually really shocked that they decided to use this scene 
to have Rachel be the one that's calm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Am I reading too much into it? Would you agree? Um, I feel like I I feel like I like the way that they did it because the whole point is yes, Rachel is watching Ben, but Monica is there to supervise her, even though Rachel doesn't know that that's why Monica's there necessarily. Um, so I think when Monica's the one that injures him i feel like maybe in her brain she's like oh my gosh i told ross everything would be fine what do i do oh my goodness like and just immediately because things aren't in her control anymore she freaks out Mm. so i feel like interesting i i i do agree i feel like the push it in comment would very much suit rachel better like i feel like she would make that comment but I think in that moment, like we needed Rachel to be okay and not like freaking out in order to balance out frazzled Monica. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like we have a lot of dynamics happening and I don't know if there's like a right answer, Um, but I can see both sides of it. But I think one of the funny comments that Rachel made was she goes, oh, it's like a bloodbath in here today. (laughs) Like, because she 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 grabs the bear, the rainy day bear. And Monica's trying to take the hat off, but instead pulls the whole head of the bear off. (laughs) Yes. Rachel's like, it's a bloodbath in here. (laughs) I just I just thought that was like so funny. That was like a really good line. So, oh, yeah, we go to the guys and they're, you know, walking about. And Chandler stops by this window and is looking for something for Janice for her birthday. He's like, hey, do you think Janice would like that? And Joey's kind of hesitant to really say anything of substance. He's like, I'm thinking of it for Janice for her birthday. And Joey is really trying to ward him off. Yeah. And is doing it in ways that are he's trying not to be obvious, but he's trying to do it in as many ways as possible prior to prior to having to have to tell him the truth. Right. Which he does. And then Chandler kind of turns it on Joey. He does. He's very defensive. He like doesn't doesn't really believe him. It was interesting cuz I I actually I watched this episode twice because I a couple weeks ago I watched it and then I watched it again as we were getting ready to record this. And I noticed in this scene, Chandler, he does at first, he's like in denial. He's like, No, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that yeah. to me? And but at the same time, like it, it was like he had a good mixture of like denial and betrayal on his face, like how dare yeah. you like tell me that like you're wrong joey but also like wait i don't want to believe it's true and i feel like chandler or matthew perry technically played it so well like his face was so like you could tell like his wheels were spinning like i don't know if should i believe my best friend should i believe this thing right. happened or sh- is he lying to me like but because we all know joey is like the loyal friend And he, you know, he doesn't, yes, he jokes around and he's kind of an idiot and whatever, but like when it comes to his friends, like he is loyal to a T and he's not going to tell you something that's not true. So you can kind of like, I don't know, it was interesting. You could see Chandler almost trying to decide, like, I don't think my friend would lie to me, but like, I don't want to believe what he's saying to me. So yeah, it was just interesting. I thought they played the scene very well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, regardless, it's really hard information to have to tell your best friend. Yeah. It would also be something that would be really stupid for Joey to lie about, especially because Monica was witness also. And he like he knew that it's like him and Monica saw. Yeah. And I think, too, like we also just saw and I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before that, like. Joey made an extreme effort to get to know Janice and to get to like her and like add her to the group. And I think had we not seen that, like it would have been a little easier for Chandler to be like, no, you just don't like her. So that's why you're saying this. But like Joey genuinely made an effort and spent an entire day with her because he knew how much Chandler enjoyed Janice. So yeah. 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 You're right. Just hard. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's tough going all around, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no one wants to hear that. But we we pop back upstairs and the you know, we're in the girls apartment and we see that they have put not just the hat, but the entire outfit onto Ben, which yeah. they did point out. It says it just makes sense with the whole ensemble, which it really does to it put does. on a rain hat in the middle of an apartment without anything that justifies it ross would have come in like what is this hat on him for but to put him in a whole outfit makes like it makes it look like they were maybe playing make-believe or dress up or something like that yeah um to try and hide this large bump and phoebe comes in and just starts celebrating the fact that they're alive uh, I mean, she was like, she burst in the door, didn't she? Like coming upstairs to make sure that her friends oh, yeah. are still alive. Yeah. And then she immediately yeah. runs to the uh, phone and says, I've got to call everybody <laughs> because we're made of money. Yeah, so she Monica. starts calling everybody that she knows to make sure that they're still alive. And we've, we kind of pan over to the little kitchen area where they're, are they feeding Ben? Is that what they're doing? Like dinner I think time so. or something? Yeah. Yeah. And as they're doing that, he says, Monica bang. And he's like, she's like, oh no, he's going to rat me out. Like this kid is going <laughs> to tell on me. So they start trying to dilute his, um, his like, view on what that is as a way to give him less you know power in the reveal by banging their head on the post to like prove that like oh look yeah monica banged her head like right on this wood post here look bang. so he makes rachel or she makes rachel start doing it too because her head really hurts because it's a hard wooden you know pole in the middle of their kitchen and uh you know, Rachel, she makes this kind of off comment before we cut scenes to go, you know, across the way. She says, you know, if it's not a headboard, it's not worth it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's kind of the first, uh, I don't know, raunchy joke we've had in a while. And even, the, and even then, it's kind of like tongue in cheek, really. It's not like an outright um, you know, joke sort of, but I was like, man, it's been a while since we've had like one of those. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we hop over to the guys and Chandler is just leafing through a book waiting for Janice to come over. Um, Before we get this, I was going to mention it when the guys were walking, but Chandler, a.k.a. Matthew Perry, looked very thin in this scene. Now, we do know it's season three, and season three through six are the seasons that Matthew Perry himself has mentioned in the past that they were all kind of a blur to him due to his alcoholism at the time, like alcohol and drugs. And I think we're starting to see the very skinny, unfortunately, you know, probably drug um dependent matthew perry uh it wasn't as obvious i don't think in the earlier episodes of this same season but when they were walking um and window shopping i just was like oh oh whoa he is very thin and that made me think wait a minute this is season three this is the beginning of those three seasons well three four five and six so it's technically four seasons even though it's you know three number wise but of when he you know was kind of going through his his you know kind of rough patch um did you notice that outright or or not i I didn't really notice it outright but now that you mention it he does he does look a little skinnier yeah 
I mean, it's it's kind of hard to like differentiate because he's he's always like he's been thin. Um, yeah. Even when they started, you know, shooting, he was thin. But for some reason, there was just something about that scene where I was like, "Oof, I think he's actually lost more weight." Um, but anyways, okay, so Chandler is just leafing through a book, waiting for Janice to come over, and he's not even looking at the book as he's leafing through. No. He just is flipping pages angrily, like one after another. And she comes in and is all sweet and kind, and he kind of goes into that, like, is there something you want to tell me? Which... It's just, it's not good for either party. The first person that asks is mad because they know that there's something that would be good to know. And they're going to get more and more angry and hurt the more that the other person lies. The other person is not wanting to hurt the first person. So it's trying to keep it not knowing that the other person knows. It's just kind of a lose-lose all around. Guys, I would just recommend if you've got situations in your relationships just call it out outright. Don't play games. Don't try and manipulate an outcome. Just ask directly. I think that's just better overall. That's my mm-hmm. two cents. Yes. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Jandler reveals the truth finally after trying to pull it out of her. But we find out that Janice did not just kiss him in the Mattress King, but she's like, in the park? Which is heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. I don't know. For me to watch for Chandler. Yeah. His whole like demeanor was just like, wait, what? Like more than once? Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. He's like, how many are there? Like this is, oh, it's, it's heartbreaking. So Janice starts making these noises like, (laughs) (laughs) wait, did Janice just walk in? That was so good. (laughs) <laughs> thanks and she she can't breathe so she starts breathing into a like paper bag i never got the paper bag thing is it because you're getting too much oxygen is it because you need carbon monoxide or like i have what no idea. is the purpose of the bag in making you throw up i don't know or to keep you from throwing isn't it to keep you from throwing up i think so Paper bag. I'm I'm googling it right now. I am paper too. Paper <laughs> bag and <laughs> when you breathe into a paper bag, you are exhaling carbon dioxide into the bag and breathing it back in with. Oh, I said monoxide. <laughs> it it lowers your oxygen intake, allowing your heart to slow down and calm your body. So so it's low co2 levels yeah because you're you're taking in too much too much oxygen when you're having like a panic attack or that stuff so it helps slow it down that makes sense look at that we're learning something new by watching friends look at this there's one that i see on here it says the whole thing says breathing in a bag restores your CO2 levels so the system can get back to normal. It'll make you see colors. I got my EMT cert a couple years ago and the instructors stressed that this is useless in treating people suffering from panic attacks, nausea, asthma attacks, or other breathing problems. Um, interesting. Interesting. I always wondered, like, what is the point of that? But um, so... He starts asking Janice these questions while she's breathing into the bag. And she sort of is like, yes, no. As she like as she makes a motion, she's like breathes again and is silent in the interim. That actually would have been probably difficult to record because she wasn't really breathing while he was asking the question unless she just lessened the seal like on the outside where her hands were because she was only really breathing you know in between as she was either shaking her head yes and no yeah i'm sure but uh yeah so essentially he asks like him or me and she 
she says, I don't know. And at that very moment, Phoebe comes rushing in because the phone has been ringing and nobody's been picking it up. So Phoebe (laughs) rushes in and she's yelling at Chandler like, pick up the phone when people are calling you. And it was such a, I don't know what it is about that very moment that like, like Phoebe is so justified in her running in there because she is so terrified that she's lost Chandler in that moment. Like it makes me call back like what were her last 30 seconds like or 20 seconds? You know, she's calling Chandler's not picking up. And so she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So she rushes over there and bursts in the door and sees him standing right there. And like, I feel like she's so justified in her anger. I don't know. It's just funny. But also, like, why didn't she just walk across the hall anyway instead of calling him? I know. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. It would have taken less time for her to call, miss the call. You could have been, like, calling Ross while you're walking across the hall. To see if Chandler's right. okay. Yeah. I don't know. But that's just my thought. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so back at the girls' apartment, um, we've got some bribery happening. Uh, they do not want Ben to tell Ross what happened. And Ross comes back. Phoebe uh, is getting off the phone, tells everyone that they're, like, tells them that everyone is alive. But at the same time, Joey... Starts to say, it's weird, like, ugly naked guy looks really still, and he hasn't moved in quite a while. So everyone kind of jumps over to the window, and they're trying to figure out if he's still alive. Um, Anything about that particular scene that you wanted to mention? It kind of goes, like, you know, back and forth a little bit. not really. It was pretty short. Okay. Yeah. So we go over to the guys because they've decided that they're going to create a poking device. And, uh, you know, uh, Joey goes over there to get chopsticks. He's like, hey, you know, those chopsticks that we get, you know, every time we have, you know, Chinese food. Well, we're going to use it. We're going to make a big poking device. Chandler is playing darts and just thinking out loud with Joey might I add, he, does is, his, does he his... is playing darts very, like, yeah. fiercely. Like, okay, I, would thank not, you. <laughs> I would not want to be in the apartment with him when he's throwing those darts. His form at the beginning looks so weird. And then as his conversation with Joey progressive, it goes into a full-on baseball pitch. Uh-huh. And he's throwing them at Where Joey's he, like, door. Like, if I were Joey, yeah. I would be like, hey, dude, do that at your door. <laughs> Yeah, what if he, like, walks out and he's just playing darts? Right. So he's, as he's thinking out loud with Joey, he's asking him his advice. And, like, he tells him kind of the update on what happened. And Joey recommends he bows out. You know, they have a kid. They're practically a family. And, And once again, we see Joey is somehow the wisdom of the group. He is. I don't get it. He gives such, I think this is like the brilliance of, now they could have refined it in some ways. And I do think we get really heavy stereotypical characters with shows like Friends, you know, those 80s, 90s, even some early 2000s shows where I, I think the brilliance of the writing, they talk about this with Michael Scott as well, where You'll watch an entire episode where he's the bad guy. He, you're like, he's so ridiculous. What the frick? And then in the last five seconds, they'll show him with kids. And you'll see how much he wants to be a father. And it kind of endears you to his character. And it's this, it's this, it's really excellent in the writing. And I think that's what they do with Joey here. We get... Dumb Joey after dumb Joey, you know, Joey, the one making homo sapien, you know, jokes and Joey giggling at the girls saying number two. And they're like, we said number one. He's like, I know. Like we get these sections of Joey just being the dumb guy. But every once in a while we get them writing Joey as like 
the the one with all the wisdom when it comes to relationships. I mean, it's hard for Joey to not only have told him what he saw, but then to also on top of that lay on, you know, I recommend like you bow out. Like I think you should bow out. Like they have a kid, they have a family. That's like honestly like it just surprises me sometimes how how wise they they allow Joey to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Joey's got to go because he's got to go poke a nude guy. So we go back over to the girl's (laughs) apartment. Hold on, can we just, the fact that he just gives this fantastic advice about like, dude, you should just bow out like this wonderful sound (laughs) advice. And then also I'm going to go poke a naked dude through a window with a bunch of chopsticks (laughs) I'm going to put together. What? Yes, they definitely sandwich the wisdom elements really sure well did. with some sure not so wise things. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, so you know, we follow Joey back over to the other side, and Ross notices the bump after he's putting, you know, after he put Ben down. <laughs> and this is where he sort of accuses Rachel. He's like, you know, that's why you gotta watch him, um, twenty four seven. Like you've got to be on them, and she's like. I was like she gets very (laughs) defensive and rightly so honestly Ross made a very like sweeping statement like yep that's why you've got to watch him that's why you've got to be careful she's like I was careful I did watch Monica bump his head over there (laughs) and so Ross takes it on himself after Rachel throws him under the bus to play play around with Monica, you know, saying that as he was doing the alphabet earlier, that ENF just kind of fell out of his head and he's kind of walking funny. And, um, he, she like can't handle it. She kind of freaks out. She's like, Oh my gosh, I broke him. And, you know, Rachel's like, there's a special place for you in hell, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't stop laughing. Uh, yeah, at one point she like turned towards Ross while he was like messing around with Monica. And it was, I couldn't tell if it was, I couldn't tell if it was her breaking or if it was her character not wanting to give away Ross, which actually kind of surprised me because I think is like girl code. You'd like look at him and just kind of like roll your eyes or something, you know, like give your friend a heads up that she's being messed with. Yeah. But I can also see Rachel, since she just got accused, also just letting Ross do his thing because she didn't want to be, you know, the bad guy because she right. I mean, rightfully so. She wasn't. But. Right. uh, Yeah. So she finds out that he's kidding and starts to chase. And all of a sudden, the same thing happens to Ross. Ross is trying to run away from Monica and Monica like smacks right into the post. That one post that, you know, eventually gets kind of permanently removed out of the apartment. Um, Right now it's kind of a fixture, but I haven't seen it in a few episodes, but I also haven't been looking. So now I'm going to kind of try and mentally track it as we move forward. But um, all right. Then we go downstairs and we see, wait. Yeah, we go to the cafe. I said Joey dumps Janice. That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's not what happened. Chandler dumps Janice and he's like, he's really resolute about it and like really strong about it. But then she sort of, like, mentions kind of an out. And he's she like, then uses, don't leave me. Yeah, well, she uses yeah. the word soulmate. Like, I really thought mm. we were going to be soulmates. And he's like, then don't leave me. Why would you leave me? Yeah. And <laughs> he just changes. Yeah, he's like, choose me. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a, that's, like, a girly thing to do. Oh, to talk about Or maybe, soulmates? like, a lot of girls know the whole, like, choose me like i want you to choose me i don't know yeah i could see that that might be that might be kind of a sweeping statement i'm sure there's guys out there who are like well choose me too dude so sorry i apologize to all the guys who feel that way that was probably a sweeping statement but i didn't mean that uh anyways moving on uh but janice is going she's like nope 
we were right the first time we were right like i'm gonna get out of here and chandler is like holding on and making a scene and he does not care no yeah he doesn't care but also can we i mean he is making a scene yeah can we just i forgot to mention this earlier but chan not chandler janice's outfit in this episode makes my head hurt because it was what is it it was two different types of cheetah pattern like oh they were like i get if you want to wear cheetah but like make sure that the pattern Mm. matches and it's not like big big like pattern and little pattern and that's what she had and the shades of like the orangish brown were different and it just drove me nuts all the way down to her shoes which he eventually like takes one of her shoes were even a different like tan than the rest of her outfit and i'm like what is yeah ow what is happening here (laughs) but yeah so it was that's a side note but she was wearing it again in the scene and i'm like i they need to get her out of that outfit because that outfit is cringeworthy I'd break up with you if you wore that outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good catch. I didn't even notice that. Um, yeah. So he does take her shoe, like you said. Um, her shoes. He takes one. Um, and Gunther mentions that Rachel has those in burgundy, so he knows. So creepy. You know, I don't even know what my friends wear on a daily basis. I mean, it's like you pay attention to outfits, but you also don't at the same time. Um, Right. You just know that they're wearing clothes. (laughs) So the fact that he knows that Rachel has them in burgundy is just like extra creep status. Uh, Yeah, so we we go back to the girls' apartment. It's it's this final like famous last scene before we actually get to the tag of the episode, uh, because it's in the same storyline. I, I it could be like a tag scene. I feel like, but because it's the ma- oh, one yeah. of the main part of the storylines, um, it obviously is just the final episode or the final scene that we end on. And they have fashioned their device and feed it over the uh, ledge of their apartment balcony. Some are inside, some are outside. It's, you know, too shallow for all of them to be outside. Um, and we find out that he's alive. Like, long story short, they feed it on over there. They poke him. He kind of scratches and flats away at it. You know, um, flots. I don't know what that word is. Swats at <laughs> it. And, you know, he's alive. So they're celebrating. They pull it back. This scene bugs me because the stick that they fashioned wasn't actually that long and joey's commentary as he's like all right almost there guys yep okay just a little bit further you can see the timing of them releasing the parts and the distance that they gain as they keep releasing new bits of their poking device and it's not going fast enough to bridge a gap apart like across an apartment complex gap Oh, no. Not at all. Nothing just, about it. I don't know what Nothing it is. Nothing about the whole, like, ugly me. naked guy thing is ever real. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't... Yeah. I mean, you can see into other people's apartments. Like, I, I can see into the ones across the, like, walkway from mine. But, mm-hmm. like, some of the things they describe, I'm like, you would not see that. So, it's very unrealistic. And maybe... Maybe there are pockets of New York where, like, you're kind of back-to-back on buildings. I think they joke about it in one of the future – oh, no, they do – where they, like, switch apartments, but – and Joey used to always wake up with that guy who's singing. Oh, yeah. Uh, And they're, like, back-to-back almost, like him and his apartment complex or the other building. There might be things like that with, like, alleys and stuff, but – Based on the distance of what we normally see looking out that window and the distance that we know that they'd have to gap in order to actually poke him with their device, the way that they release, like the speed at which they all kind of thread it forward is not fast enough to bridge the gap in the amount of time that Joey like commentates it to happen. And I just had to put it out there because it was driving me nuts that they would pretend 
I'm like, at least make a long enough device to make it reasonable that it would reach the distance that you're threading it. But they were threading it through their like hands forward so slow. And he was like, all right, fishing it out. All right, we're almost there. It's like, no, you're not. You you threaded it like 12 inches. It's like a foot away from where it left off. I don't know why I'm getting so heated about it, but it drove me nuts. So I think unless you have another comment, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, nope, move on. Okay, so we're going to wrap up with the tag scene. Um, now, this is like a famous meme where you can sub out your own version on Instagram or Facebook or stories or whatever, where you put your own album cover to, you know, kind of make fun or make a joke of like what Chandler's actually listening to in that scene. But he's listening to Lionel Richie. Uh, it's a, it's like I said, a famous meme. And then Phoebe comes in to sing with him. And at the very end, we see that they can't quite get the harmonies right. They, they sound, you know, pretty good the whole time. But all of a sudden at the very end, they can't get that final note together. And that wraps up the episode. Um, any further comments on that at all? Nope. I think I said everything. All right. How would you rate this episode? Um, I would probably give it an unagi right in the middle. Oh, right Um, in the middle. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely moves the storyline forward in that Janice and... Chandler breakup um and you know we see like Ross doesn't trust Rachel with Ben and all of that stuff um and mm-hmm. it was funny and it had its moments and I think a lot of what we talked about with Joey being wise and but also being an idiot and all of that like I think it had good moments but personally it wasn't like one of my favorite episodes so and also like the idea that they yeah. named the episode after probably the smallest storyline in the entire show or entire episode um (laughs) so true but also i could see like you know this is kind of an intense episode and that chandler and janice are breaking up so like hey let's make it funny and add this random like let's poke him with a giant poking device so i could see why they would do that but um yeah wasn't my favorite but it does move the line, the storyline forward, and it's not a terrible episode. So I'll give it a Nunagi right in the middle. Okay. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with a We Were on a Break. I, um, I think you're right. Like, it does move some storylines forward, but they're not really prominent storylines. Yes, it is prominent for Chandler to be dating. Um, but that was like the only thing. And I think you're right. Like the one thing it's named after is like the least <laughs> notable thing about this episode. Uh, yeah, I think like Phoebe's I honestly think Phoebe's storyline was funnier than the rest of them. And it's like the smallest bit that randomly has a thread throughout the episode. But I... I think it's actually better than the rest of the bulk of the episode. I just think it's funny that she's so terrified and then she's like worried and trying to make sure all her friends are still living in the way that she's trying to figure that out is by like bursting into apartments like really scaredly. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to go with a we were on the break. Uh, We were on the break. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We were on a break and uh, yeah, just not my not my favorite episode. I think I think it's. It's not a throwaway because they've got some things in there that you'd be like, where'd Janice go? You know, if you didn't watch it, obviously, um, and you wouldn't have it resolved or anything. So, Um, all right, let's go into um, actually right before our post show wrap up. I'm going to give us some trivia about this episode Uh, when Chandler pops up the paper bag Janice was using the air in the bag was supposed to go out slowly but during the take Matthew Perry used a little force and the bag popped on Maggie's face and we can clearly see both Maggie and Matthew trying to hold their laughter so you've got a little bit of a goof in there this episode also marks the first time that ugly naked guy appears on screen 
albeit it is only his torso with his face pretty obscured. Um, he would make only one other appearance on screen in the one where everybody finds out from behind without his face being shown. Additionally, when Gunther tells Chandler about Rachel's burgundy shoes, the coffee menu board behind them features several generic coffee descriptions, plus the following unusual one. Filtered through the finest Skid Row hankies, we get a brew so thin you'd think it's tea. (laughs) So as you're looking at Gunther tell Chandler about the burgundy shoes, take a look at the coffee board behind them. Uh, another one that uh, when Rachel says that they got to find out the ugly naked guy is alive Monica replies with how are we going to do that there's no way there actually is a way they could ring or knock on his door (laughs) if he was just sleeping he'd probably wake up and if not he'd probably be dead so the reason that they go into this very like over the top way is just you know, very TV-ish, they easily could have just knocked on his door. So, right. uh, and then this is kind of an interesting one, but when Monica throws Ben in the air and he bangs his head, he continues throughout the episode to say Monica bang. But sometimes, I don't know if you notice this too, it sounds like Monica bang, which obviously, spoiler, becomes true in future seasons. Uh, but I sometimes when he said Monica Bang, it did sound like Monica Bing, um, which is just kind of interesting. So those are my. Oh, OK, here. Here's a little fun fact as well. This is considered a goof, um, which is for not continuity, but a goof in the script out of factual errors. The friend's apartment is at the corner of Bedford and Grove in Greenwich Village. According to Google Maps, the distance between adjacent buildings is about 40 feet. To allow for room at one end to maneuver it and room at the other to reach into Ugly Naked Guy's apartment, the giant poking device needs to be at least 50 feet long. There simply isn't enough room in the apartment to create such a device. Thank you. I feel validated 100%. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. Social media (laughs) Okay, social media spotlight, though, real quick. There are some people. Actually, there's one person that we want to shout out. Um, Let me get the pronunciation correct. Uh, The Instagram handle is Manasvihu. So it's underscore Manasvihu underscore um it's a private account but they reached out to us a while back and said hey i found your podcast a few weeks ago and have heard it from the start and i love how you break down everything it's amazing with a little heart so they said it's pretty amazing how you talked about your life while unfolding each episode of friends so manasvi thank you so much um, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say, um, this might be another one of our India friends. So thank you so much for reaching out. We really love having these little moments to shout out some of you who are just taking a few minutes to reach out to us. It does mean a lot. I know we don't have a very prezi, uh, prezi, <laughs> heavy presence. Wow. On social media. So it means a lot for those of you that do reach out to us on social media. We read them all. We read emails. Um, but just wanted to shout that out. So um, our last little thing. Do you have a recommend to a friend? I don't this week. Okay. I do. I I don't know if I've done this before. Actually, I was thinking about it and I didn't go back to kind of our list of the ones that we've done before. 
But there is this brand called Slip Silk. Um, they are silk products uh, that focus on like beauty and kind of like health when it comes to beauty. Um, they're very much into like silk scrunchies because it doesn't crease your hair as much and it's better for your hair. It has less traction. So when you go to take your headbands or hair ties out, it doesn't pull as much. Same thing with uh, silk eye masks. But um, in addition to those products that I already do own, I bought two silk pillowcases from them. Um, slip silk pillowcases. Uh, they say that for silk to be on your pillowcases, it's better when you have skincare products on at night. They don't absorb as much of the product into the pillowcase as say with you know cotton or other materials that would just quickly absorb from your face i feel like if i'm paying good money for my skincare routine i don't want it to end up in my you know pillow sham cover thing so by using the silk product instead it keeps it on my face it also helps with your hair again it's less traction using silk on your pillowcases is supposed to be better for your hair based on studies um, they've proven uh, a lot of things scientifically that I'd have to look up on their website. But take a look. Look, it's called Slip Silk. Um, and I would highly recommend that to a friend. Plus, if you're like me and you love the cold side of the pillow, silk is always the cold side of the pillow. So, uh, yeah, recommend that to a friend. So, uh, without further ado, I guess, if Llewellyn still has nothing. No? Nope. Okay, we are going to cover the one with the football next week, which is such a classic episode. It really is. All right, friends, we will catch you guys next week on the Woman with Friends podcast. 